Hey everyone, welcome to the Six Figure Shift Podcast. I'm your host, Peggy Ray James. More entrepreneurs want a business that allows them to work less and make more money. But how does that actually happen? It happens in the details and through intentional action. So in each episode, we'll be diving into business strategy, marketing, selling, and personal development to help you make the necessary shifts to create a six-figure business and beyond. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hi there, and welcome back. Today, we're going to chat about team building. Um, So this is going to be great for you if you are in the process of hiring somebody, you're thinking about hiring somebody, or maybe you have already hired someone um, and perhaps you're going to need to hire more. Trust me, you will. So this is going to be a kind of an overview of the process that I go through when I hire someone and the process that I take my clients through when they are kind of getting in the mode of, I think I need some help. So before we kind of get started with like the tangible things of like, what am I actually doing and how am I actually sourcing this person and how am I vetting them and training them and all of those things? Um, let's first determine whether or not you are ready to hire a team member or when it actually is a good time. Before you hire a team member, whether that is a subcontractor specialist or an employee, uh, you want to make sure that you have some systems and processes in place. Otherwise, it is going to be a hot mess express to bring someone onto your team who is supposed to help you. And it's actually going to make your life so much harder. So before you think about hiring someone, you need to determine what sort of help you need. Like what role are you trying to fill? What is the purpose? What are they going to be doing? How are they going to be helping you? Um, And then you can determine, okay, what do they need to get started to do their job? And what is the space that I need to potentially open up to be able to uh, be there for questions, perhaps train them? These are the things that people often don't think about. And as someone who's kind of been on the other side as a VA back in the day, uh, there was a lot of like panic hiring, right? Like, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. I need somebody. And they would bring you on. It was just kind of chaos. They really didn't know what they needed and how they needed it. And um, it was kind of just like the blind leading the blind scenario here. So um, for your sake and for your potential hire's sake, I would suggest that you get your ducks in a row to before you bring someone on. Um, I often get the question, should I be hiring for someone to help me in my business, like my business side? Or should I be bringing someone on to help me with client work? Um, And I really cannot answer that question for you, but you can help yourself determine that by getting really, really finite with all of the things that you do throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month. Okay. So I have my clients like break up their tasks into a couple different categories, like their daily, monthly, uh, weekly tasks into categories. One is like your business side, like what you have to do to keep your business running. And the other side is client side. Okay. So it would serve you before you're making any sort of hires, or even right now, if you're feeling like, am I utilizing my team member in the way that I should be do this exercise, separate these, separate these tasks or these categories and just throughout the week, just write down, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing on both ends from there? You're eliminating what doesn't need you. 
right? This is a great place to start because it, it, it can be, it can get really confusing about what, like, who should I hire and should they be an expert to take something completely off my plate or should it be somebody that's just doing like the mundane things? And again, this is going to be nuanced depending what you're looking for. But if you're just looking for someone that can kind of duplicate you and, and help you and just kind of more like a VA um, or like a part-time employee or something along those lines, you really want to get clear on what it is that you do not have to touch what, what doesn't need your brain um, and just kind of start sorting through because you're going to be left with a list of things that someone else can do. And this is super helpful because especially for the person that's kind of a control freak and has trouble letting go in their business and they're scared to bring somebody on that could potentially, um, you know, do something wrong, especially if they're working on their client's stuff. And if you do this and you break it down, you're going to be left with a list of things that you don't really have, like you will take the fear out of it. Okay. Now, of course, some people also hire for higher level positions. Like I have a client who's hiring like a higher level um, bookkeeper who needs to know things that um, like they're not just looking for, hey, a monkey could do this kind of a thing, okay? So obviously understand that this is a kind of a starting point, but if you've never hired before or you feel like the VA that's working with you right now, you know, you're just not utilizing this way, this little like breakup, um, category thing is going to work for you and it's going to help you compile a list. Now from that list, there'll probably be things that are like your business stuff. And there'll probably be things that are client business stuff. You absolutely can have them do both, but it might be better for you to have them on one start on one side versus the other. So maybe they're starting out really digging into your work, freeing, like your business stuff, freeing up your time while you're kind of streamlining stuff on the client end. Um, and then you're going to have them slowly move over or take on more. Again, lots of different ways that you could do this, but people get a little bit, um, discouraged when they're like, I have to create systems and processes, like all of my systems and process before I bring somebody on. And that's not really the case, right? You just have to have systems and processes for what you're going to be bringing them on to do. And you need to be clear on that, right? And it's forcing you to be clear on that. Now, when you bring them on, you know, obviously there, you might add things on and, and all of those different things, but it's a starting point and it's a really good starting point. Next, let's dig into just like what, what is an employee versus a contractor? Um, I have hired both. Okay. Like I have brought on someone that's helping me with my clients. I've have brought someone on that just helps me in my business. I've have brought somebody on that helps me with both. Um, I have an OBM. I've had Pinterest managers. I've had social media managers. I've had podcast managers. Like I've hired lots of people all contractors. Okay. Um, but depending on the business structure that you have, you might need more of a, an employee, like a part-time employee or a full-time employee that is there that are doing specific things for you. Um, but it's, they're on the clock, 
right? Like it is, Hey, it's Monday through Friday from X time to X time. And here's a list of things that you tackle. Um, that might be something that serves you more. I think if you're just starting out, it makes sense for you to go the contractor role and start small, but understand that as you grow. Okay. Quick break from the episode to ask you three important questions. Do you want to hit four and five figure months consistently? Do you want to work 20 hours a week or less? And do you want to become massively visible and become the go-to in your industry? If you answered yes, then Grow Business and Marketing Academy was literally made for you. Inside my signature program, I take you through a seven-part framework that focuses on the details that matter most to the growth of your business. And it sets you up for unlimited scaling potential so you can actually make money and work less. Inside this hybrid group program, you are going to get a robust curriculum. You're going to get one-on-one calls from me. You're going to get group coaching calls from me. You're going to get audits. You are going to get edits. And you are going to get a private Facebook group where you can tag me anytime for life. This program was designed to give you a return on investment. The framework is proven. And when implemented, there is no chance that you won't see exponential growth in your business with 12 months of support for me, a community of service pros and coaches that have your back and the framework that guides you step-by-step your success is inevitable. It is your time. Yes. You can actually make more money and work less. And I want to show you how go to the show notes and click the link to join now understand that as you grow, if what you need is an employee um, or someone to fill that employee role, then that's what you should do. Right now, I only have two people on my team. I have my sister who is my online business manager and client manager, and I have um, a part-time employee and she does a, like a handful of different things for me. Um, and it's really honestly been a game changer. She works um, 20 hours a week for me. So I, I absolutely love her, adore her and everything that she's doing. And it has really, really helped me grow. And I would recommend that to anyone who is making six figures and beyond, who just has been like, the, they're trying to condense roles and make it make sense. Um, but again, I, I could go into that much, much more, but I understand that there is a difference if you're just kind of dipping your toe into the hiring thing, then obviously start with something smaller package. And as you grow, you may find that you have a need for um, an employee. Okay. So next I really want to dig into the hiring process and we're going to, we're going to come at this from the angle that you are looking um, for a contractor. Okay. Not an employee. You're looking for a contractor and you are, you're, you have your systems and processes in place, you know what you need, right? You know, you know what they're going to be doing, you know, how much, what your budget is, you know, all the things. Once you know all those things, then it is time to start the hiring process. Um, and this is where most people are like, okay, I'm ready. Where do I find this person? Okay. My suggestion for most people is to get into those larger Facebook communities that are, um, you know, full of contractors and virtual assistants. A lot of people offer those done for you services, get into those groups and create a hiring post. Okay. Um, and I know if you've been in this space long enough, you know exactly what I mean. Um, but here's how I suggest my clients proceed with this 
essentially job opportunity. So the easiest way that I've found um, for creating this job opportunity and sorting all of the potential um, hires that come in is to create an initial post, right? This is the post that you're going to be putting inside the Facebook group. Here is where you are going to be giving a little of like a few details about what you're looking for, kind of like a summary. Um, and you're being really, really clear on like, you know, who is not applicable. Like don't, Hey, listen, if you are, you know, halfway across the world and we have 11 hour time difference, please do not apply like those kind of things. And then you are going to attach a Google form. Okay. This Google form, if you've ever created a Google form, you'll know that there is a spot that you can put like a few paragraphs. And from there, you're going to really do a really thorough job description. Okay. This is where I want you to be thorough, right? Like the more information, the better. We want them, we want people to weed themselves out. Okay. Then underneath that, you're going to ask them questions. Now, of course, the questions are going to be different for every person, depending on what it is that you are hiring for, right? But some of the most important questions that you could ask is really, you know, are they reliable? What is your experience? How do you problem solve? Um, things like that, that really kind of help you get a sense of like who they are, um, like in the workforce. And that, that kind of comes off a little bit weird, right? But like above all, you want them to be like, you don't have to hold their hand. You don't want to have to um, like answer questions 24 seven. You want them to be kind of go-getters. You want them to be self-motivated, all of those different things. So think about questions that help you determine whether or not they're a good fit in that way. Um, one of my clients actually utilized uh, like the Enneagram. She was like, what Enneagram are you? And she knew that she was looking for an Enneagram one. And so everybody that put Enneagram one, she was very easily able to locate them, pull them out. And that was like a really good starting point. So think about the things that are really, really important to you. Like there might be some things that aren't as important to you, right? But choose a couple things that you're like, this kind of feels like a deal breaker because you may get a lot of applicants and you're going to need to be able to weed through them quickly um, so that you're not like inundated. Because trust me, some... <laughs> There's been times where a client has gotten like a hundred plus applications and that happens, but I think that will happen less the more specific you are. Okay. The great thing about Google forms, you guys, is that it will actually create a spreadsheet for you. Um, and I'm probably not telling you something that you already don't know, but it creates a spreadsheet for you. So you'll have everybody organized and then you can look through those columns and look at the answers that are really, really important to you to kind of start weeding out out from there, right? Like we're not interviewing 10 people. That's freaking exhausting, but I would choose like your top three and start there. Okay. Now, when you get this, this, uh, potential hire on a call, you know, I've, I've done plenty of these interviews, right. Where I've been the one, I not interviews because I know like that's like kind of a debated word, but I've, I've had plenty of discovery calls where I was the person on the end potentially hiring. And what has, what was like always a huge turnoff to me is when they didn't lead the conversation, right? Um, because when you're hiring a contractor, they're not your employee, right? Like it's not a traditional interview. Um, it's like, it's they're a professional, right? 
that is leading a discovery call. So I always like to see a lot of initiative. Um, and I wanted to know that they could hold a conversation and they could lead a conversation and they could steer it back when it was getting off track and they could get really, really honed in on like what I was saying and honing on the details, like their attention to detail and their ability to communicate with, with confidence was very important to me. And, and really it should be very important to you. So I'm mentioning that because if you are setting up multiple interviews, you'll, you'll kind of get a sense of like, who's really confident and who's not, um, who's a little bit unsure of themselves and who's not. And that's going to make a really, really big difference once you get them in there and they're actually working with you. So that's a huge thing that I want you to look out for. Now, like I said, you can put it in a few different Facebook groups. Um, you can also like, you can post it on Instagram. You could put out the word to your peers, um, those kind of things, right? Oftentimes my clients will actually have me put out a post, um, for them. And I'll actually say like, this is not for me. This is for a client. And I'll put something out, um, because they don't want to be inundated by a bunch of people that they know perhaps. And then it's kind of awkward. Um, like it's just like an awkward, awkward energy. So, you could consider that too, depending on if you had a coach or a trusted peer, something like that. You could even have them do it anonymously for you. If, if you felt like there's going to be a lot of people applying that I know, and Hey, I just don't want to, you know, deal with it. Um, so again, totally depends on your circumstance, but I've had clients that like, they want me to post inside a private Facebook group that they're included and they don't want people to know it's them. So Again, just little things for you to think about there that could make a big difference um, in like lowering your stress during this hiring process. Okay. Um, uh, there's a few things that like uh, three more things that I want to hit on one hiring family two like, what should you be paying? And three, like your training, like once you actually get in the door and this is again, very much an overview as you can tell. Um, but I want to kind of hit on these main points. There has been um, a lot of clients who've hired family. I am one of them, right? I just mentioned my sister is my OBM. And I just want to mention some benefits and some drawbacks, okay? So the benefits, obviously, is you know this person, you hopefully trust this person, you like this person, you are excited to offer an opportunity to this person. Like those are all like really awesome benefits. Okay. Um, but the cons could be if you are hiring them for a role that they don't have any experience in, cause I always want you to bring it back to like, what is best for me? And not like this, you know, not in a selfish way. Cause I get like, it, it sounds selfish, especially when you're dealing with family. But if let's just say you're like, what I really, really need is for someone to help me, um, you know, grow my Pinterest. And you're like, Oh, you know, my sister-in-law needs a job. I bet you she could learn how to do Pinterest and she could do it for me. Um, like that sounds nice, but what is going to be best for you, right? It's probably hiring somebody that knows what they're doing right off the bat that can actually get you results. Okay. Um, so it's just like, I know that's kind of an extreme example and, and obviously like probably most of you wouldn't do that, but it's happened. Okay. So I want you to think through like what is actually best for me. Know that when you're hiring another con is that, when you're hiring family, it's a different energy. Okay. It's not the same as when you're like chit chat and at Sunday family dinner. It's your, um, I don't want to say you're their superior, but you are, you are the person that signs their paycheck, right. Um, or pays them. 
And while you're not superior to them as a human, obviously, right. Um, you are going to have to enforce like the scope of work essentially. Right. Um, and it can get really awkward, really fast. If things aren't up to par, if they're not delivering on what you're paying them for, if communication is lacking, if the energy is weird and off, it's a lot harder to let go a family member than it is to let go someone that you met on the internet, right? So just keep that in mind. Just be really, really cautious when you're hiring a family member um, and make sure you know what you're getting into. It can be great. And I am like absolutely thrilled that I've been able to um, have my sister on my team for probably like four years now. It's amazing. Um, but I mean, there's been those, we've had those bumps in the road. Um, and the only reason we've been able to like continue forward and keep going and it keeps working is we have excellent communication with one another and we understand our roles in the professional relationship, but you need to have a person that actually gets that. Okay. Um, so just a little few things just to think about there, uh, rates, what should I pay this person? Dude, it totally depends. I am not even going to answer this question on this podcast because it totally depends. Um, I would say if you are hiring a specialist, you are hiring them for something very specific to fill a role, right? You're not going to be setting their rates. They are going to be setting their rates as they should be, right? Uh, This is my package price. This is my hourly price, whatever the case may be, right? Um, And it is what it is. If you are hiring a virtual assistant, so someone that is maybe more of like, again, executive assistant role, or they're kind of going to be doing kind of a, they're kind of going to be a jail of all trades, something along those lines, then you can tell people my budget is X, right? And that's my main point I want to make here. It's okay that you have a budget. So even if it is low, um, I mean, I recommend that you're not like saying like I, it's $10 an hour. Like I don't do that. Um, but like, you're allowed to say, here's what, here's what makes sense for my business. And you can put it out there and see what happens. Okay. Um, they don't have to accept it, right? You don't have to accept it. Know that depending on what you're hiring them for and the level of skill, it, you know, sometimes you get what you pay for. Okay. So just bear that in mind. Um, and yeah, proceed, proceed with caution there. Okay. Um, last but not least training. I think, especially when people are hiring like uh, a specialist or they're hiring someone that is supposedly supposed to be like an expert in their field, they're probably going to be very minimal training. Right. But again, going back to I'm bringing someone in, they're kind of going to get a list of things that they need to do. Like it's like an hourly type situation. Then you are going to have to set aside some time to actually devote to training them. And not maybe super traditional training, but you've got to open up your calendar for you know, calls, um, and, you know, to communicate over Voxer or WhatsApp, um, to, you know, review their stuff, right. And give them feedback and then continually give them feedback till they get it right. Right. Um, this is super important. Like you've got to open up some space and understand that you're going to have to take a little bit extra time in order to get them up to speed and also manage your expectations too. You can't expect someone that is brand new to your business to know everything that they need to know. Okay. 
Um, you've been in your business for a really long time. You understand how it ticks. Like you do stuff without even thinking about it. This person has to learn how to do the same and it can take time and it really can be dependent on the person, right? Like, I think you need to give someone at least, um, 60 days before you're like, this isn't a good fit. I mean, 30 days at absolute minimum. Um, and, and obviously like it might be nuanced, like if this, if they're horrible at communication, if they're constantly not doing what you're asking, like that's kind of different, but if there's just been a learning curve, um, and it's not necessarily based on the communication, it's just like, they just need some time to integrate, then be patient, right? Be patient and understand that this is part of the process. And part of the process too, in all of this is sometimes you don't get it right the first time and that's okay. Right. It's okay that like you, you know, people always act so like hurt, right? They're like, I was just like burned. I was burned by this person. And this person wasn't I'm like, that's business. You guys, like some people aren't going to work out and some people are. And sometimes it takes a few to get it right. Sometimes you get really, really lucky on the first try, but hopefully this podcast here is going to help you, um, kind of, you know, make a good decision the first time, um, and help you catch a little bit more luck. So if you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. I don't ask for this much, but please leave me a review um, on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen, and let me know that you enjoy listening. You know, podcasting is an interesting thing because you're kind of, you're talking to yourself and then you post it and you actually don't even know who's listening, right? All you can really see is who's downloading. Um, so sometimes you're like, is people listening? Is this really helpful? Um, and of course, I know that it's helpful, but it's always so nice to hear from my listeners and hear when they're getting things out of an episode. So if you got something from this episode, please leave me a review. If you love listening to this, this uh, podcast, please leave me a review. And Hey, you could even hit me up on Instagram, DM me, tag me your story or something like that. And just let me know that you're listening. And, um, I, you guys have no idea how much it means to me when you do that. So that's all until next time. See you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Six Figure Shift Podcast. Make sure to follow me on Instagram for more business and marketing advice and jump into the Six Figure Shift Facebook community to join trainings, special events, and networking opportunities. If something on the show resonated with you today, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me a DM or share your biggest takeaway by sharing it to your IG stories and don't forget to tag me. And if you have a minute, I'd appreciate it if you would rate, review, and subscribe as this really helps out the show. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode.